By Ozark Revival And it's called You Ain't Getting My Guns This week I want to revisit Some small guns I want to revisit kind of Some mouse guns I think it was If I'm not mistaken Masada Yub Years ago That created the term mouse guns Maybe it was uh, It was mass I'm not quite sure Who it was But the mouse guns Is a an appropriate name for these little things a lot of them are chambered in 380 so i guess this week i'm kind of making the case again i've talked about these little guns but i wanted to dedicate an episode a complete episode to these little small guns and why i think they're very important for self-defense purposes i'm bob main and this is another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. This is episode 637, to be exact, coming out on Labor Day weekend, specifically on Sunday, September 3rd of 2023. A lot of you are probably out there having a great time traveling around, spending time with family, going to the beach or hiking or whatever in the heck, camping, whatever in the heck that you're doing, which we can't do here in South Texas because... It's still 102 stinking degrees, uh, and it's terrible. Terrible heat. Just ridiculous. What an awful, awful summer that we've had here in South Texas. I'm just, I'm so over this heat. I'm so done with it. I'm just absolutely so done with it. And I know a lot of people like to tease me and mock me and stuff because I love to get on the internet in the middle of January, in early February... When people up north in the northern United States are are in 20 below zero and 18 feet of snow up there and they, they're using their snowblower every day, I, I'm always out making fun of them because it's uh, 62 degrees here in January. But now you can make fun of me. Now you can give it back to me. Now you can... You can really let me have it because I'm so done with, I think we've had well over 60 days of over 100 degree temperatures. And it doesn't look like we're going to get any relief from this heat, at least for another week to week and a half. And no rain, so San Antonio, Texas is now a desert, folks. Um, I guess we're joining Arizona as a desert, an inhabited desert because it doesn't rain here anymore so anyway thanks for thanks again for tuning in remember this is a listener supported show listener only so please join my patreon page uh, if you want to help out a little bit financially just become a member three dollars a month and uh, even if you just want to support me if you want to have some extra access from me uh, consider a $6 a month membership 
Go to patreon.com slash handgunworld. You can support Ben Branham and myself. You can support both of us together by becoming a member of our awesome Shooters Club. And, you know, on the Shooters Club, we got like about 10 years worth of work on that website. 10 years worth of training and instruction and just firearms knowledge. And even from other people, excellent people have contributed to the Shooters Club. Masada Yub and Roger Phillips and Brent Yamamoto and John Payne and just a ton of people. Mike Ox, Spencer Keepers, just to name a few. They're on my Patreon page. They're also at ShootersClubMembers.com. ShootersClubMembers.com. So check them both out. That's how this show keeps going. It's how I can keep putting out this content. Let's talk about some small guns. Um, A lot of people make fun of these little guns. I'm talking about little 380s mostly or little revolvers. The other day I was out at a gun shop looking at a 22 revolver. Uh, it was a Smith & Wesson 22 long rifle revolver. I can't remember which model it was. It was a nice one. Had a real nice front sight and everything. Uh, had a 700 and something dollar price tag. I'm sorry. Uh, I want a revolver. I'd like to have a revolver, but I'm not paying $700 for a 22 long rifle revolver. The Ruger LCR 22 Magnum is kind of intriguing. I had a chance to mess around a little bit with a with a Ruger LCR 22 Magnum. That's kind of cool. At the moment right now, I do not have a snubby revolver. I let go of mine a few years back. It was a nice Smith & Wesson 642. I just didn't enjoy shooting that thing. And I'm looking for a revolver maybe that's a little bit more shootable than most of the snubby revolvers. And I've been doing some research on the 22. I'm not a big 22 fan for self-defense. I know it can get the job done. I know that there are a lot of people who carry 22s for self-defense. Do you carry a 22 for self-defense? If you do, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, handgunworld at gmail.com. Call into my voicemail, 210-646-1727. Let me hear about your experiences with a 22. I kind of am intrigued by the 22 Magnum. I've heard some good things about the ballistics of a 22 Magnum. A cool thing about the LCRs, the Ruger LCRs out there, is uh, there's, I believe they're eight rounds, seven or eight rounds of 22 Magnum. Hey, that's, that's not bad. That's pretty, that's pretty decent amount of firepower. It's not like carrying a, a Glock 19 uh, or Smith and Wesson M&P compact or a SIG P365 XL. No, it's not like that. I'm not going to say those guns are equivalent. It's not the same as carrying a uh, commander size 1911-45 ACP. But a Ruger LCR, if that's what you have with you, and that's all you can take with you in 22 Magnum, for example, um, that's, I think it's still pretty formidable. Would, would you agree? It's, it's better than not carrying. A lot better. 
And everything I'm going to talk about, my case for the mouse guns in this episode, they're all better than not having any kind of a weapon. And the problem these days is that, you know, people don't want to get made. They don't want to be discovered carrying a gun. There are so many different guns now that you can carry where you pretty much cannot be discovered. I know there are a lot of people that don't want to print. They absolutely cannot print. They can't afford to have their gun showing. And for people to know while they're there that they're carrying a firearm. I get that. I've got that pretty well covered in my choice of concealed firearms that I'm going to talk about. But I realize that. And, you know, I think that little Ruger LCR 22 Magnum, it's a little bit too large for what it is. That's kind of what I thought. It's a little bit too big for what it is. The um, the little Smith & Wesson tiny revolver, that one seemed a much better option, more concealable, lighter option for what it is. It's still a 22 gun. So let's talk about a few here that I have that I want to talk about that I think are really dynamite and not you they're undetectable these things are undetectable you know let me start with my car arms p380 uh, i have a car p380 not the cw380 not the not the lesser version i should i should say not the not the bottom of the line C380 car. I have the top of the line. P380. Car arms. And folks, you know, I believe in having a good, high quality, pretty much top of the line gun in in any brand that I choose. I want to have the best of that brand. And I value quality over price. As the old saying once saying is, I'd rather cry once about the price. I'd rather just, you know, suck it up, cry once about the price and never have to cry again because it's a high quality firearm. And of all the pocket 380s, I'm talking about the pocket 380s now, I still think the car P380 is the best or among the absolute best. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain why. First of all, one of the bad things about these little pocket 380s, I also have a, a Ruger LCP2. I also own one of them, and I got that sitting right here next to my Car Arms P380. The Car Arms has decent sights. The car's got decent sights, and I can change them if I want. On the P380, they're dovetailed front and rear. So they're super easy to change, and there's a lot of sights that are available. Uh, this is not this is not a little micro pistol that people are going to put a, a red dot on, or, or an optic, I should say. It's too small for that. It's not practical. So this is a gun that you're going to have to shoot iron sights. I know that's from the Stone Age, right? Iron sights these days? Low technology, right? From the Stone Age. Old Old, only old-time shooters and, and, and people that are out of date should still shoot iron sights, right? Friends don't let friends shoot iron sights. <laughs> I don't buy into all that hype. 
frankly, I shoot an iron-sided gun as good as any gun with an optic on it. I, I still haven't got to the point or been convinced yet, as far as I'm concerned, having an optic on a gun doesn't make me shoot any better at this point. And, you know, my sights are blurry. Oh, my God, my sights are blurry. They're not in focus. Bob, how could you do such a thing? How could you carry a gun and the sight, especially your front sights, not in focus? Guess how I deal with that, folks? I accept the fact that the front sight is not in focus. It's blurry. Who cares? I don't care so much. I make sure that the image that I have of the front sight, and yeah, it's a little bit blurry, but I can still tell what it is. Even with my glasses on, looking through the distance portion of my old man progressive lenses, it's not that blurry. My front sight's not that blurry. All I got to do is make sure that I put that sight, that front sight, and line them up and put them both on target. And guess what? My target is clear. If my target is three yards or farther, my target's clear, folks. So I got a crystal clear target I can see because I got my glasses on. If I take my glasses off, my corrective lenses, well, now my front sight's in focus. So guess what I do? I always practice shooting both ways. When I go to a competition match, I go to a training class, I practice with my glasses on and I practice with my glasses off. If you wear glasses or contacts or whatever, I suggest you do that. Practice with your glasses on and practice with your glasses off. Both are important. You never know what situation you're going to be in. Many people that wear glasses don't sleep with their glasses. They take their glasses off, right? What if you're awakened in the middle of the night? You got to get your gun out of the safe. There's somebody coming in your house and you don't have your glasses on. Well, you might not be able to put your glasses on. Can you make the shot without your glasses? So I don't care about blurry front sights. I interviewed Grant Cunningham. Ah, it must have been like three or four years ago, maybe five years ago, here on the Handgun World podcast. We talked about this. And he convinced me that it's possible to shoot with blurry sights. So it doesn't have to be in focus. But I like the CAR P380 because if I want to put different sights on it, I can. Now, out of the box... This came with real good sights. You know, the back, the rear sight is black with a little white notch. And then the front sight is a white dot front. And so I just basically dropped the white dot on top of the little white mark back in the back, in the rear sight. Kind of just lay the front <laughs> of the front sight on the, on the rear sight. And press the trigger. And guess what? As long as I do that and the trigger press is good, the bullet's going where it needs to go. Now, this is a very smooth double action trigger. And actually, I think this car P380 is one of the safest guns that anyone can carry. Especially if I pocket carry. It's a very safe gun. The reason being is it's a double action only trigger. A double action only trigger. People talk about safety. They talk about safety when they appendix carry or pocket carry. And a lot of people are really conscious about making sure that they don't have an AD 
And, of course, we all, we all don't want to have an accidental discharge or an ND, ne negligent discharge. We don't want either of those. We never do. We're all about safety. Any of you anti-gunners that want to criticize us saying that we're not safe, please don't. We're safe. And I advocate on this show absolute 100% safety, as safe as possible. So this long double action trigger... And it's very smooth. This is not like a revolver trigger. This is three times better than any revolver trigger unless the trigger's been tuned. And I'm talking about snubby revolvers. I'm not talking about competition revolvers or full-size, you know, range, uh, range toy revolvers or duty revolvers with good triggers. I'm talking about the little snub nose, you know, typically 38s. They, they got horrible triggers. Terrible. Not this car P380. In fact, all the car, the car micro firearms, the PM9. PM9's got a great trigger. Okay? The PM9's not pleasant to shoot. It's not too pleasant to shoot. This P380 is not the most pleasant thing to shoot. But I'm going to talk about ways to improve that. But the double action triggers are very safe. Double action only. I have the flush fitting magazines... For this P380, which really, I'm telling you what, this thing is very, very small. Absolutely, completely disappears in a DeSantis Superfly holster. And it goes in my pocket in that DeSantis Superfly. And let me tell you what, the ergonomics of this little gun. Uh, I can draw this thing out of my pocket very fast. I like the fact that it's extremely small. It's not taking up much of my pocket. With the good holster... It stays stable in my pocket, but it doesn't take up much of my pocket. So that means I can get it out quickly. The problem with some guns, if they're too big for your pocket, if you're pocket carrying and the gun's too big, it's sometimes hard to draw and get the gun out. Okay? Now, even if you're waistband carrying this P380, some people do. Some people appendix carry this little thing. Or they carry something small like a, like a Ruger LCP or something like that in the appendix carry position or they or a little uh small tiny little little revolver you know it, they they're still they hide so well i mean if i want to if i if i'm in a position where i absolutely i i need to carry a gun or i want to carry a gun but i absolutely do not want it to be detected whatsoever my car p380 goes into my DeSantis Superfly holster and it goes in my pocket and nobody knows anything. It looks like a wallet or a cell phone, period. That's exactly what it looks like. The same goes for my LCP2, my Ruger LCP2. But first of all, before I leave the subject of my car P380, it's just a fantastic little gun. It's been very, very reliable. Very. I don't remember the last time that I had any malfunction, and I've run a lot of rounds through this little gun. You got to keep them well oiled. The car arms are not like Glocks; they're tight little firearms, and you got to keep them oiled and you got to keep them maintained. Oh boy, how about that? You got to keep them oiled and maintained. You change the oil and maintain your vehicle, don't you? I hope. Well, if you're going to change the oil and maintain your vehicle. How about changing the oil and maintaining your, your gun? Now let's talk about 
the LCP 380. And, and by the way, there's some really good 380 ammo. Um, several years back, I bought a bunch of boxes of Precision 1 ammo. Pretty sure that's what it's called. Pretty good 380 ammo. I got a lot of Federal HST. That's pretty good. The ballistics on 380, of course, these are not 9mm guns. And the really cool thing about today's market, there's a lot of really nice little 9mm guns out there. I mean, small. Like SIG P365 size. Little tiny 9mm guns that have decent capacity. Okay, I got a 7-round magazine for my little car, P380, and one in the chamber. I can carry 8 rounds of 380, and this thing, this gun's invisible. Same goes for my Ruger LCP. I have a 7-round um, mag for that thing. And, uh, you know, I got a, a plus 1 magazine extension on the mag. So I got 8 rounds in this little thing, too. It's a little bit bigger than the car. A little bit bigger than the car P380, but not much. This, uh, this LCP is like a, a quarter of an inch longer. And uh, maybe the same size and length in the grip. Looks like it's about the same size and length in the grip. The LCP versus the Car Arms P380. The weight is about the same. Capacity is about the same. They're shooting 380. They both disappear. In my DeSantis Superfly pocket holster. Alright, enough about that. How about a Glock 42? I'm going to talk about one of my favorite concealed carry handguns of all time. Glock 42. It doesn't get talked about much today, but I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about a month and a half ago. Let's see, about a month and a half ago when I was in East Tennessee. And I uh, took my sister and her mother-in-law out to their own range on their own land such a cool event and they absolutely loved shooting their Glock 42s terrific terrific guns for somebody that doesn't like recoil but they want something really easy to carry something that they can rely on not much better than a Glock 42 first of all some good things it's a Glock okay and just like all Glock triggers this trigger right here, this Glock trigger, it's a nice one now after about 400 rounds through this pistol. Yeah, it's expensive to give a 380 a 400 round trigger job. You know me, I believe in the 1,000 round trigger job. So I'm not even halfway there yet on either of these 380s, but I'm working on it. My P365's got a 1,000 round trigger job. All my other guns that I carry have 1,000-round trigger jobs, so I know that they're stone-cold reliable. But I'll tell you what, through three or 400 rounds, there's been not any problems with this Glock 42, and it is accurate. This Glock 42 is accurate, and this thing's straight out of the box. Okay, I got the crappy Glock sights still on here. No problem. There's no problem with the, with the crappy Glock sights. The terrible sights that everybody says... You want to know something? I have done a lot of shooting in the last 16 years. 
last 16 years that I've been doing this. I started in 2005. What am I saying? Seven. What the heck? 18 years already? I started back in 2005. Oh, my goodness. 18 years. Whew. Time flies. Uh, let me tell you what. Um, these, th this little gun, this little gun is, is fantastic. I, I just can't say enough about the Glock 42. First of all, um, you know, oh, Bob, it's only got six rounds in the magazine. That's okay. Okay, I got a magazine here. I got a standard six-round flush fit magazine. The flush fit magazine is great because I can hide this thing very well. I have another DeSantis Superfly. I like the Superflies better than the Nemesis. I have another pocket holster if I want to pocket carry this Glock 42. I have a real nice outside the waistband Concealment Solutions Cobra Cobra Compact holster for this Glock 42. And I can carry this thing outside the waistband. It just conceals. Awesome. And I got a 10-round magazine here. Uh, wait a minute. Looks like, uh, looks like 7, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yes, I believe it's 10 rounds. Yep. I got a nice magazine extension. Very reliable that I've tested. It's 9 or 10 rounds. I'm not quite sure. But let's say it's 9 rounds. So I put one in the chamber. I got 10 rounds. 10 rounds of 380. And with good ammo, the, the barrel length on this Glock 42 is long enough to get some velocity out of it. With, And the best thing to do is to get good quality ammo. And even the short-barreled ammunition that are designed for small guns, that's a smart move to get that ammunition. But I'm confident. I feel good with the Precision 1 and also with the uh, Federal HST. And a really cool thing about the 380s is if, you, if you're not confident with the velocity and the expansion and the penetration, you don't think it's going to do the job because it's a little mouse fart gun, right? And it, all it's going to do is piss them off is what I hear a lot of people say. Oh, don't carry a 380. When a bad guy comes at you, all you're going to do is make him mad shooting him with that. You know, that, that's such garbage when people say that. That's such garbage. So many people have successfully used a 380 to defend themselves. What about way back in the day with the Walther PPK? Walther made the PPK in 32 and in 380. Okay? Was that a viable gun? Sure, and it still is. And these calibers are viable calibers. All right? You can always carry full metal jacket or commonly called ball ammo. If you want to just carry ball ammo and full metal jacket, if you feel that that's better, get some good quality, you know, fairly good pressure practice ball ammunition carry that in your 380 if you want to do that you'll get the penetration you'll get the penetration you might not get some expansion but you'll get the penetration i have no problem with my with carrying my glock 42 and a lot of times when i carry this g42 it's kind of big for the pocket so sometimes i'll carry it when i really have to you know deeply conceal but i want to carry something on my waist because it's faster it's a faster draw when I'm either appendix carrying or carrying it strong side on a nice concealed carry belt with a good holster, especially an outside the waistband concealment solutions holster. That's a much faster draw. That's a better draw, quicker. 
Okay, so sometimes I'll carry my Glock 42. I'd much rather carry my P365 or my Shadow System CR920 Elite. Oh, wow, what a beautiful gun, the CR920 Elite. Uh, I'm not going to call that a mouse gun because it's not really. It's just a nice subcompact. I would say Glock 42 or smaller are mouse guns. You know, I'd say little little compact 22 Magnum or 22 long rifle revolvers. Those are mouse guns. You know, if you got a snub nose 38, I don't I don't think that that's a mouse gun. I don't think a snub nose 38 is a mouse gun. 38 caliber is a substantial cartridge that's been around a thousand years and it's been used for self defense for a thousand years successfully by a lot of people. Same with 357 Magnum. Those are not mouse guns. The little pocket 380s, the Glock 42s, the little uh, Sig now makes a P365 in 380. Uh, Smith & Wesson makes a Bodyguard 380. There's a lot of them out there. Those are mouse guns. And that's what this this week is is all about. That's what this episode is. My case for the mouse guns. And I, I do not feel underprotected when I have my Glock 42 and I've got 8 rounds or 10 rounds in the handgun. I, I don't feel underprotected at all. Easy to shoot. Accurate. This thing, you know, people say, hey, Bob, guess what? Those guns are really cool, but, but they're not for anything, any kind of a defensive use past 5 yards. Baloney. Baloney. That's just complete 100% Hormel baloney. All right? I can shoot this Glock 42, and I can make real good hits at 25 yards with this little guy. No problem. I've actually made good hits at 25 yards with my tiny little car P380. Okay? If you go to the Shooters Club, if you're a member of the Shooters Club video site you see ben branham and i testing these two little guns we tested the car p380 and the lcp2 not the lcp max which that is another gun that i may have to acquire the lcp max but we tested my lcp2 and my car p380 and we were doing quite well at pretty long distances. These guns are fully capable of shooting it at long handgun distances. They're fully capable. The, the question is, are you the shooter fully capable of shooting these at long distances? Because I've proven and many other people have proven that you can shoot these guns a long way. Same with the snub nose revolvers. Now, I would imagine that that little Smith & Wesson 22 revolver, it's probably extremely accurate. The 22 Magnum revolvers are probably extremely accurate. I'm going to take a guess and say they're accurate. And you know the most important thing is accuracy. I mean, speed is good. Your tactics are really important. I would say your tactics are extremely important. Don't forget about your tactics. Your tactics, how do you avoid a gunfight? How do you avoid it? How do you stay out of it? If you ended up in a gunfight, what are your tactics? What techniques do you know and how? what can you use to win that fight? That's important. 
And also your shot placement. People have always said that, and I agree. It's 100% true with, with these little mouse fart 380s that everybody says are ineffective and no good for self-defense. If I put it where it needs to be to stop the bad guy, it's going to work. And by the way, I'm not, we're not an advocate of violence. At least I'm not a violence advocate. I want to speak to all the ridiculous anti-gun people out there. If they're listening, I'm not sure they're listening. They probably don't want to listen to me because I speak too much truth on this show. So they, they're not interested in truth. They're just interested in, in stupid emotional arguments. But if some of them are interested in truth, okay, I do not speak or advocate about violence. I speak and advocate about self-defense. Self-defense. And my case for the mouse guns is that they are decent for self-defense. You put the round where it needs to go. You stop the bad guy. Make him change his mind. That's the whole goal here. The bad guy made up the mind that he's going to try to kill you or severely harm you or kill you, uh, a member of your, of your household, a member of your family who is with you. And you want to make him change his mind about what he's doing. Okay? And, and I think any of these guns right here that I just talked about, the LCP-2, the CAR-P-380, the Glock-42, the snub-nosed revolvers, the little tiny 22 revolvers, the 20, 22 Magnum revolvers, you do your job and they're going to make the bad guy change his mind. That's the whole goal. Would you agree? Give me some feedback on that. I am a advocate of making bad guys make a better choice, a different choice, not you. If they want to be a thug, if they want to be a violent criminal, if they want to be an evil person, leave me, Bob Maine, alone. Leave my family alone. Don't proceed with what you're doing. Otherwise, I have a tool that might make you regret your choice. Simply put. That's it. And that's the right that every American, actually, that's the right that every human being has. You have, a, you have a right to life. You have the right to defend yourself. Unfortunately, in a lot of countries and even in a lot of states in this country, the United States of America, a lot of states and countries don't believe that you have that right. They want to take that right away from you. Why do they want to do that? That's a whole nother show. Maybe I'll talk about that. There's a lot of reasons why. But unfortunately, in a lot of states right here in the good old U.S. of A., they do not believe that their citizens have the right to make the bad guy change his mind, mind and leave you alone. Fortunately, here in the great state of Texas, where I live, we believe that you have that right for self-defense. So that's what I talk about here. So these, my case for the mouse guns, I made a case. I made a pretty good case here. Um, I do want to get back to the Glock 42 a minute. One thing I like about the Glock 42, because it's a Glock, guess what? There's a gazillion different sights that I can put on this if I want to. So far, I'm pretty effective with the crappy Glock sights. Oh yeah, I wanted to say something about that. The crappy Glock sights. Hey, let me tell you something. I've shot Glocks with the factory sights on them that supposedly suck and have no business being on a self-defense handgun, right? That's what people say. I've shot them just fine. 
I, I can I can use those sights and be pretty much as effective as if I put fancy iron sights on the gun. And I've never had them break off, by the way. Now, maybe there's something I'm not doing in training or in practice to cause them to break. But I've never had a front sight, a Glock plastic front sight, never had one break off. Never had a rear sight break off or slide out. They're not the greatest sights. I don't like the white outlines in the back and I really don't care for the front sight but they're usable they're usable the bad Glock sights are typically an excuse for poor shooting that's it I, I took a class this was about four or five years ago I went and trained with Carl Wren at KR training I'm going back there in October I'm gonna go back in the third week of October and take a couple more classes at KR training in Central Texas, and, and Carl Wren's teaching the classes. I took one of his, I think it was about four years ago, and I used the third Gen G19 with crappy sights because they were the standard Glock sights on a third Gen G19, and during an exercise where we were shooting for groups, I had like quarter size groups. Maybe half dollar at the biggest, at the largest, at seven yards with the terrible Glock sights. Because I know how to use them. First of all, I know how to shoot a handgun pretty well. I know the techniques. I, I've done it now. can't believe I'm saying this. 18 years. I've been competing. I've been training. I've been instructing. I've been podcasting and everything. Well, I didn't start the podcast until 2009. August, so the, the Handgun World podcast is now 14 years old, but my shooting career is 18 years old. So I've learned a few things along the way. I am not the best out there. I have not learned everything. I have a lot to improve on. Yet I'll tell you this. I've learned a fair amount. And with the terrible Glock sights, I'm not too bad. Am I better with my Trigicon HDs? Yes. Am I better with the really cool iron sights on my Shadow Systems guns? Absolutely. Shadow Systems guns out of the box have some of the... Yeah, their sights are fantastic. They're completely black rear sights. And they're green fiber optic night sights. Or, or fiber optic style in other words, they, they operate like fiber optic sights. And also, it's, it's a night sight. That's the way it should be. That's the optimal iron sight picture, in my opinion. It's And, and by the way, I can shoot those as fast or as good as any optic. I know I need to practice more with an optic. I need to train more. I probably could get better with an optic. But I'm telling you what, these crappy Glock sights, they're doable. They're usable. Don't use that as an excuse for poor shooting. Okay, get your fundamentals down and you're going to be fine. The last thing I want to say on my case for mouse guns is that, again, they're so much better than not carrying... I know that the chances of us getting into a civilian gunfight is very, very low. I know the chances are really, really slim. And we all, we all hope for that, right? 
I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not looking to go get into a gunfight. That's not the priority of my day when I get up in the morning. I don't want to do that. Who wants to really do that? You're, you're sick in the head if that's what you really want to do. But I'm going to tell you this. I prepare for that. As slim as the chance might be, I prepare for that. I don't know if the nutbag is going to come into my church with an AR-15. I know we got a good church security team. But I'm not sure if I 100% feel confident that my church security team is going to be having their best day that day. And be able to get rid of the bad guy coming in and shooting up the church. And... You know, how many people can he shoot and kill before somebody engages him? A lot. This is the kind of evil that we face. This is the kind of problem that we face in the world today, in my opinion. So, I want to take care of myself. We are absolutely on our own, ladies and gentlemen. you got to understand that. We're on our own. Except the fact that you're on your own. Except the fact that the police are many, many minutes away. If all you got's a mouse gun, my case for the mouse guns are they're going to do the job. If you can do your job, they're going to make the bad guy change his mind. Okay, I've laid it out. There's my case. And I've done it within my self-imposed time limit of 45 minutes or less. What do you think? What kind of feedback do you have? Let me hear it. I've given you one more time the email, handgunworld at gmail.com. And by the way, if you want to get email updates, every time I put out a new episode, if you want to get an email update, go to handgunworld.com and sign up for it. Okay? If you don't want the email updates, but you do want my free concealed carry article I wrote a few years back, you can go to handgunworld.com. You can sign up for that. And it'll automatically get sent to you. It's a pretty nice article. I'm proud of it. And I think you're going to like it too. So you can find all that at handgunworld.com. Please don't forget, support me on Patreon. Patreon.com slash handgunworld. That's it. I'll talk to you guys next time. Remember, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day.